men in Christ alone. That's where our life began. That's where it needs to stay, amen? We need to be hid in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for what He did for us. We will never realize all that He did for us till we get to heaven when we see uh, all that He's prepared for us. But be assured that in your heart now, He's working. Uh, he lets us know because He works in our heart where nobody else can work. Amen? Where nobody else can touch. Everything in this life uh, affects and, gain and tries to grip our flesh, our emotions, but the Lord Jesus Christ, He works in our heart, in our soul. It lets us know when we hear His Word, it does something that nothing else can do. Amen. He grips us up with His love and His mercy and gets us on the right track again. Amen. Thank God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we are going to be a few places uh, tonight. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, and also we're going to be in Luke chapter 13. Galatians 5. Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, let's look in uh, verse 16, it says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit. Now that is not our spirit, that is the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Ghost of God. We are to walk in Christ, walk in the Spirit, walk in Him. If we walk in our spirit, we know what happens. Disaster. Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Every problem that comes our way, now we all go through issues, and we all go through tribulation. Tribulation doesn't mean you've sinned. The Bible says that the Lord... Uh, chastens every son whom he receiveth. Some people say, oh, well, uh, they're going through this because they're backslidden, or they're going through this because they're wicked. I know uh, we all go through things. And you're either going to go through it with the Lord or you're going to go through it without him. That's it. Everybody's got bills. You either got money to pay it or you don't got money to pay it. They're never going to go away. But you're good. listen, I want money to pay my bills, right? I don't want to have the, the things shut off. And I'm just giving a little analogy. I want the, someone to go to, which is the Lord, in my life. And we need, to, he, we need to be there with him as he is with us. Walk in the Spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. They're contrary one to another. 
so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Don't get disappointed. Don't give up. See, I messed up. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I'm not who I should be. Welcome. And then get to know Jesus more. Realize who you are. You cannot do. Look at, let's read that again. Ye cannot do the things that ye would. That means the things you want to do for God, you can't do it. You can't. Why? Because of this old flesh here. It's going to hinder you. It's going to stop you in your tracks. It's going to get the best of you sometimes. And it's, you're going to get angry with it. It's going to affect your walk with Christ. Get used to it. Get used to it. All right? That's who you are. And anything good that comes from your life is only Christ. He is the only thing good that has ever happened to you. He is the only thing good, period. Amen? I was witnessing to a lady this week, and she said, well, I would, I would dare to say that there is good people out there. And I said, no, ma'am. She said, well, you're telling me uh, murderers and, and, you know, I've never murdered anybody. I said, thank God. Thank the Lord. I said, you ever get angry? That's what Jesus was telling the Pharisees. Anger is murder. You say you never, you say you never committed adultery, but you lust with your eyes. That's the same thing. Why? Because it's in you to do those things. Nobody can claim their own goodness. We can only claim that God is good. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law, the bondage of this. Ye must be led by the Spirit of God. You will be free. The only ones who are free in this life, listen, we are not bound anymore. Sin had lost its grip on us. We are not bound in this world. If you're walking with Christ, you are the one who gets to live now. We're freed. And your greatest times will be when you walk with the Savior. You'll have the most freedom. You'll have the most joy. You'll have the most blessings if you even considered yourself a Christian for a month or two or whatever and realized the goodness of God, even if you just got saved, you'll see the greatest moment in your life was that day of salvation and the greatest moments of your life was when you were walking with the King. If ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery. Fornication. Adultery are, is, look at these. One, two, three, four. The first four are the sexual sins. This is what the devil uses against um, majority of Christians here. They are the first four works of our flesh. This is where you will find uh, a lot of times your struggles and the downfalls of many. The first one's adultery. Sexual practice outside the realm of marriage. Fornication. Sexual practice outside of being married. Uncleanness. Perversion and twisting sexual things. Lasciviousness, 
is a sexual appetite that is ungodly, an excessive appetite that can never be fulfilled. Who stirs that up? Our own flesh. It's the way of Balaam that introduced uh, Balak told uh, Balaam told Balak how to get the children of God to fall was this very way. And so on, if you read it in Numbers chapter, uh, I believe, 22, 23, 24, something around there. Lasciviousness, at ex, a, an ex, excessive indulgence in sexual things. Number 20, idolatry. Any idol, anything you put before God. He said, these are terrible things. These are the works of our flesh. These are our natural way. He said, this is, this is terrible. This is you. This is me. This is, these are things that we do not have to try to produce. These are the works of us. Thank God we have a Savior. You can point the finger at everybody, but listen, we always need to be saying, this is me. Idolatry. We are naturally idolaters. That is why we need God's word to lead and guide us and keep us straight. That is why I'm adamant about King James Bible. I'm not moving. Why? The the other, we can go on and on about that. Uh, Idolatry. Anything that is not truth becomes an idol. You can think you think you could serve God, but the Bible says they feared God and served idols. So with all the, the, the Jewish priests in the Old Testament, they were idolaters. They were going to church. They were doing the, the rituals and the practices. But behind it was idols. The only way to know God, the Bible says, is worshiping him in spirit. That's the Holy Spirit of God not of our spirit, and worshiping him in truth, which is the word of God. Idolatry. Witchcraft. You say, who? How, how would... Witchcraft comes in many, many, many forms. And I would say even in this very room, there are people given over to witchcraft. There are red flags up with me all the time that I hear. Witchcraft extends, and listen, you say, that's terrible. It is natural. It is our natural way to be prone to witchcraft. How? That's who we are. And it's disguised. The devil intricately disguises witchcraft to suit you. Whether it's not sacrificing a chicken in the woods at midnight under an oak tree. It is in your house, what you get into. And you need the Spirit of God to help lead you and guide you. He'll convict you. You don't need me. He'll, the Holy Spirit of God, let him show you. He'll have you throw things out. He'll have you clean house. He'll have you, uh, the Holy Spirit of God will, hey, hey, don't watch that. Don't listen to this. Don't... Uh, Uh, say that. Don't hang around this person. Why? He's trying to mold and shape you and protect you uh, from getting into your own self. Our own flesh, when it gets the best of us, can go on some rampages and we find ourselves in a pit really quick, right? Uh, Why? The Bible says, uh, 
hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of a man are never satisfied. We will never be satisfied by pleasing our own flesh. We think we would be. Um, I can go to a Chinese buffet tonight, and I would tell myself, I'm never going to eat again. And what happens? That night I'm eating cereal or something or whatever later on, and so on. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Witchcraft, hatred. The world cries out and accuses different people of, of being haters and full of hatred. But hatred is within all of us. We are all prone to being haters and full of hatred. And hatred comes in many forms. And so does all the works of our flesh come in many, many forms. Uh, These are the fruits of our flesh. This is what we bear. And just like a fruit, you see a fruit on the outside, uh, you open it up and there's a lot going on on the inside. And so is all the fruits of our flesh. It hides hides itself in many forms in your life, like pride. Uh, Pride is not just bragging about yourself, uh, but pride comes in many forms. And so with adultery and lasciviousness and and all these things, hatred, variance. What is variance? What is variance? Hmm. Variance is having a spirit of disputing. Spirit of disputing. You ever dispute with somebody? You ever leave a conversation? It was like, man, that, that was messed up. It was a dispute, a spirit of disputing, variance. It's not a spirit of humility or a spirit of uh, uh, serving others, but that desire, I got to be right, I got to dispute. I, that lust to, for the other person to say, you know what, you might be right, you know? I need to hear that. I want to be right. The spirit of dispute, variance. What about emulations? That's a spirit of competition to be above others or to be better than others. Emulations. Wrath. We know what wrath is. Strife. Strife. Strife is that personal friction between each other, a strife. We can have that personal friction between us and the Lord as well. Seditions. Usually it's groups, people leading others to go with them to cause an uprising or uh, cause commotion. Heresies. What are heresies? Anything that goes against the truth of the scriptures will be a heresy. That's why people, they don't want to believe the word of God. They'll get into, they'll, it's, listen, it's easier to watch a movie about the Bible than it is to read the Bible. It's easier to pick up a book about the Bible than to read the Bible. It's easier to read anything done by man than to read something written by God. Why? Because we are, uh, the Bible says this is spiritually discerned, and we do not want 
God. We will naturally pick up because why? It becomes idolatry. We naturally will pick up spiritual things, but the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the spirit, uh, flesh, so that the things we do want to do, we don't do. That's what Paul said. What I want to do, I don't. What I don't want to do, that's what I do. Envyings. You know what envy is? What is envy? Anybody know envy? Envy. Envy is the feeling that you get when you hear that someone else got something that maybe you wanted, the bad feeling, or the feeling you, the bad feeling you got about somebody when maybe they did better than you. That's envy. Being envious. How many has ever gotten that feeling? Man, I think I have a lot of envy. I hear someone, I remember uh, I used to weight lift. I heard somebody lifted more weight than I did. I'm like, man. So that's terrible. You got envy. I have all these things, right? That's what my flesh produces. The whole point is, get rid of your defense and realize you are a sinner. And this is who you are. And God, I don't want me. I need you. And I need to walk in the Spirit of God. I don't need to wind up being some idolatrous, religious person wasting time. I need to be true, uh, serving Christ and being real for this world, for Christ. Envy, murderers. We know what murderers are. Old saying, if you could think it, you can do it. Why did you think it? It's in your flesh. Came in your mind. Yeah, that's you. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? No. Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is all that he has planned for you, his working. We miss out. We miss out. We walk in our flesh. We will miss out in being a part of the beautiful kingdom that he is building all of his working. The Bible says heaven is his throne. Earth is his footstool. It's his footstool. The kingdom of God, it reaches as far as God can reach. It's all of his planning, all of his working, all his doing, and we get to be a part of it. How many has ever been used by God? You feel like, man, God used me for something. I want more of that. I want to be more used by God. How many has ever been used by the devil? You know you have. Said some wrong things. And uh, listen, the devil will get you. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. The Bible gives many parables about the kingdom of God. They were present 
Luke 13, verse 1, there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans uh, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. That's terrible, Pilate. The Romans killed these Galileans, these Jews, and uh, used their blood and sacrifice to their false gods. And uh, when Rome came, out, came in and took over, and Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things. Many people would say, yeah, they probably deserved that, or they probably got what was coming for them, or they, they weren't really true Christians. Or... But Jesus said, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Jesus is saying, listen, it, none of that's true. We are all in the same boat. We all need to turn to God. We all need him. Because the same thing can happen to the just and the unjust. We all go through problems, trials. And if, if, if somebody was murdered for Christ, they become a martyr for Christ, the Bible says. And uh, that's why uh, Paul said, I, I don't count my life dear, but I'm willing to just give it for the Lord Jesus Christ. Or these 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell, verse 4, and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay. But except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. The Lord's not saying if you don't repent, a tower is going to fall on you. Uh, he's saying that we need Christ. We need to turn our lives for him. And he's going to give you here a story. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Found none. And so is a Christian who's not serving Christ. Find no fruit. Only the fruits of our flesh. You can... You can see the fruits of your flesh. Be careful you don't allow the devil to disguise the fruits of your flesh. You'll know, and people know, when you try to force the fruits of your flesh and try to disguise them as a fruit of the Holy Spirit of God. It destroys people. That fake love, that nastiness, if you have to try, then it's not real. If it comes out, then it, that's what's real, right? Uh, whatever the truth is, that's what it is. But we need the true fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. We don't need our flesh. Our flesh is nasty. Our flesh is wicked. And we need more of the Spirit of God and less of ourselves. He spake a parable about this fig tree, and he sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? There will come a time when uh, the Lord in your life, you will miss out. You will miss out on the things God has prepared for you. You will miss out. Uh, number one, time runs out. There will, become, there will come a day where you die and time is over you will lose the opportunities to serve Christ. Why? Because you're just sitting there struggling with the same old stuff. God has given you power uh, to overcome that by the Spirit of Christ and live a life that's pleasing to Him. We don't have time uh, to 
fight a fight that was already won on the cross. Now, I know the flesh gets the best of us sometimes, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit of God is greater uh, than your flesh. The Holy Spirit of God is greater uh, than the prince and power of this air. Amen. The devil which worketh in the children of disobedience. He found none. He said unto the dresser, Behold, these three years I come. God will give patience and time. He will continue and continue and continue to work, to work and work. And there will come a time where God will, uh, he won't stop loving you. He won't leave you or forsake you. You won't, no such thing as losing your salvation, uh, none of that. But you will miss out on opportunities to serve Christ. You will miss out on golden opportunities to do some things for the Lord. And I know so many people who, and you've maybe even heard stories about the uh, opportunities people missed. And years later, oh, maybe when I'm done working or maybe when I'm, I'm finished this or maybe, listen, those maybes are passing by and the years are flying. If God has called you to serve him, if God's called you to walk with him, if God's called you to uh, read your Bible and have a walk with him, which he has all of us uh, to do, then we need to do it. Amen. Walk with the Savior. He's given you the ability to walk. He's given you the power. He's freed you from yourself. Why cumbereth it the ground? Why are we wasting? Why are we allowing? Why are we waiting for this one person? There's people dying going to hell. Uh, let's call someone else. Let's get the job done. God's going to get the job done. He wants to use you. Don't let him pass you by. God, use me. I want to be used by God. I want to do something great for God. God's not going to wait until uh, you turn 80, 90, 100, and then say, hey, I've been waiting all this time, and we lost a million people to hell, but I've been waiting for you. No, God's going to say, look, I'm going to call somebody else to the scene. I got so-and-so. Elijah, if you don't want to stand for God, I got 7,000 men that have not bailed the image or uh, bowed down to Baal. Amen. God's calling people all around you. Bible says he looks to and fro and looks for somebody to bless and he prompts people and calls people for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you just got to be willing, Lord, here am I, send me. I want to be used by God. He answered, said unto him, Lord, just give it one more year. What I'm going to do, I'm going to dig about it. I'm going to dig real deep all around it. And I'm going to dung it. What does dung do for plants? Dung is not good unless it's for plants. Amen. We don't want it around us. Get it out of here. It smells. But for some reason, it works for plants. Why? I have no idea. God uh, is a character in his creation. Amen. And uh, has given us the ability to reuse things and um, have proper places for it. No matter what you are, who you are, God will use you. Amen. 
God says, dig about it. Dig about this person. Lord, don't cast them away yet. I'm going to have some compassion. I'm going to wait. I'm going to have patience. I'm going to have long-suffering. But I'm going to dig deep all around them. God's not a surface God, amen? He knows what we struggle with. He knows our hearts. God wants to dig down to our heart, reach down there, and dung it with his, fertilize it, put some nutrients in there, put some love, some grace, some strength. You know, oftentimes uh, we don't have any fruit in our life because what we allow in our life to stay there. Me and, um, me and Jesse, we planted this blueberry bush one time. And we planted that thing and blueberries sprouted everywhere. We were so happy. We were just eating them right off the bush. Remember that, Jesse? The next year we came, there was this yard that we weren't there often. The next year we came, next season, and it had this big weed wrapped around it, killed the whole thing. Now, who allowed that weed to be there? That was me. I am the cause of that dead bush. That blueberry bush couldn't defend. It was me. And listen, the fruits of our flesh, when you got saved, you had no choice. That's who you are. But when you got saved, you were broken from those chains. God has given you freedom now and put his Holy Spirit in you. And you have the ability to get those things out of your life by his grace, by his mercy, by his compassion, by his strength, by his power, through his love. Where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. God will give you the grace to do that. And oftentimes we render ourselves fruitless. We allow the same struggles. We continue to go through life the same way and are saying, Lord, when I am able to get over this or stop doing that, then I'll serve you. God's saying, listen, you got one more year. I'm going to give you some more grace, but I, we got to move on. You're going to miss your opportunity to do what I'm asking you to do. Now, God will always have you serve in some way, some form. Amen? God will always use, the Bible says, as long as you have breath, you can still praise the Lord. But I know I met uh, many people that regretted wasting that extra year, wasting that extra time to get something, to go after and chase something. Usually the cares of this world, usually something that would just complete their flesh one more moment. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, um, Let's go there, Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 19, it lists all these wicked ways of the wicked. But in verse 19 it says, So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. When we're greedy, when we want something we don't have, it takes away our life. 
That greed is destroying you. It's taking away your life. What are you chasing after? What do you want? It's got to be Christ. The Lord will give you those things that your heart desires. He'll change your heart too. But if you have that greed in your, and you're following that greed, we all have greed in us, but if you're following that greed, uh, it's going to rob you of your life. It's going to rob you. Lord, dig about me. Dig about me. And put your love around me. Put your grace about me. Give me one more chance. I'll listen. I'll bear forth some fruit for your name. God, don't pass me by. Dig about me one more time, Lord. We don't need any more fruits of our flesh. This world, we are in the last generation, I believe. This world is so wicked. The signs of the times are all around us. They're unfolding. We don't even, I don't even have to watch the news, try to force the issue of the last days. The world knows it's the last days now. And iniquity is going to be abounding more and more and more, and so is the love of many is going to get less and less and less. But here we have an army of spirit-filled Christians that are going to do some great things for God if they allow... If, you, if we allow the weeds of our life to get out, uh, if we allow the ground of our heart to be softened so we can pull up the nutrients and, and uh, elements of God's word, allow ourselves to be supplied by the word of God to bear forth fruits that this world needs to see, that they may know that there's still a God who loves them and still cares. Here we have the answer uh, right in this very room. Who will go? Who will allow themselves to be used by God? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want to open up the altar, but I want to open up uh, right where you're sitting right now. Right where you're seated. I have the piano playing. Right where you're seated. And I want to ask you a couple things. I would like to challenge you to ask God, Lord, dig about me. Dig about this tree. Don't pluck me up. I'm not going anywhere. I want to bring forth some fruit for your name. When you come to me next time, I want to I have some fruit for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Lord, I need to be dug up. I need your grace to be all around me. I need your love to be all around me. If God will dig about you and fill your life with extra love, with extra grace, would you allow God to do that? I would ask you to make a decision by raising your hand. Lord, if you would dig about me and fill me with some love and grace, I want to bear some fruit for you. I don't want the fruits of my flesh. There's hands everywhere being raised. God bless you. I don't want any more fruits of my flesh. I want fruits of the Spirit of God. I want you to see some fruit in my life, dear Jesus. Would you dig about me one last time? Lord, I don't know how to do it. 
I don't know how to get these, the weeds and the cares of this life out of my heart. I don't know how to get the stony ground from being to, to be softened again. But Lord, if you do it, I would allow you. I want that in my life. Give me grace. Lord, let it happen. Dig about me as you're praying in your seats. Would you pray, Lord, dig about my heart. I want to bear fruit for you. I want you to use me for the honor and glory of Christ. I want to be used for your honor and glory. I don't want to settle for less in my life. I don't want to settle for who I am. I want who you are. Fill me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Dig about me. Dig about me, Lord. Dung me with your love, with your grace. Have compassion on me that there may be a difference in my life. Let the Spirit lead you. Make sure your fruit is real. Make sure it's produced of the Spirit of God. Get out the counterfeits out of your life. It's only hurting you. Let's be real with ourselves. We're not all that. We need Christ. We need the Spirit of God. Dear Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would dig about us all. May we bear the fruits of eternal life that others may see. Oh God, there's a God who cares, who loves us, who died for us. Lord, may we hold your word close to our hearts. May it light our way and direct our steps. May the Spirit of God fill us and lead us, Lord, through the scriptures. Lord, and that our life will be vessel of honor, fit for the master's use, full of worship and praise, Lord, full of testimony of all the great things God hath done in our lives. I pray, Lord, you'll keep us uh, from this world. Lord, I pray that you'll give us grace to walk in the Spirit of God each day. Lord, may we get into our Bibles more. Lord, each day may we pray, Father, get to know you as our Father. Lord, may the Spirit of God give us power and grace, Lord, over our temptations and sin. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, O oh God, from evil, I pray. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. 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 Oh, God blesses uh Thank you for volunteering with the cookies for our police officers. Amen. And uh, pray all the ladies will enjoy that. Uh, also, don't forget about tomorrow, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, be here uh, as we have practice. Especially for the ladies that are singing tomorrow. The ladies. And then Friday is for anybody who wants to get their Christmas special in. If you're at 6, go. Okay. All right. Amen. Everybody got, do they know who? I'll speak to everyone. All right.
Praise God. All right, amen. Let's uh, close in prayer. Um, Brother Justin, would you uh, stand where you are and close in prayer?